Welcome to the Fat Easy Muskie Podcast. I'm Andy, uh, joined by Vance, Todd, Gabe, Kevin, Kevin Goldberg, Gabe. Ross Block. There we go, Ross Block. And uh, we're, we're in the Fat Easy Muskie studio. We got a lot of energy in here today. And uh, would you know it, that this podcast was brought to you by Fat Easy Muskie Products. You've heard it, fatazymuskie.com, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube. Uh, check it out. We're going to be at the Ohio show. We're going to be at the Ohio show January 20, 21, and 22. Uh, Muskie Road Rules down in Butler, PA. Vance is going to be speaking down there. And then uh, the Muskie Max, March 4th and 5th, first Saturday, first weekend in uh, March there. It's always a great show for uh, you know, the local guys here in Western PA. Big turnout the last couple of years. We had a busy booth, so stop by quick. It's always been busy at that one for us. For us, yeah. yeah. So I, I can't even look at other vendors. Stop by. <laughs> it's so packed. It, it's funny how, you know, we've gone to some other shows. We were right across from some spinner guy in Chicago. So, well, one of yeah. the booths was selling Imagine spinners. that. Across the, yeah, the yeah. spinner booth. It, it like <laughs> yeah, exactly. booths were selling spinners. And uh, then, we, then they, he came to the Muskie Max, you know. And we're sitting there watching him in Chicago twiddling our thumbs practically as there are people bombarding with spinners. And we're sitting there, and they're they're four deep buying you know raptors and jerk baits and this and that. And he's like, "Boy, it's really a big difference. Different regions, you know." He's oh, like, yeah. "Nobody even bought a spinner today." I'm like, "You probably aren't going to sell a whole bunch around here. It's just it's just different, different. regions, man." Yeah, yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. So uh, yeah, you go to Minnesota, he might have a line out the door. And then that's it. Chicago, they're half the booster that way. And uh, that's right. you know, once again, you take some of the big trolling. Trolling bait guys, and if they went and sat in Wisconsin, they're probably not going to be all that busy because no. they just don't do it out there. It's just the regions are really different. But isn't it's neat? All the stuff can be, uh, you know, guys are catching fish mm-hmm. on all the stuff throughout the country. Sometimes you get something pretty neat that someone else is using that maybe people aren't using in your area. So mm-hmm. you know, always remember check us out. Check us out, and will we'll Muddy Creek be there? Muddy Creek Fishing Guys will be there at the same at the same booth. Uh, we're starting to book up. Uh, we're starting to book up some trips here. Did about a dozen already here since I announced that uh, the schedules were open. Vance is going to be guiding too this year. So uh, yeah, give us a call. Todd at mcfishingguys.com. We're going to be starting Chautauqua opening day. Already booked opening day. So gonna, I didn't mate. I didn't fish it last year. No, I didn't book it last year. I had to this year. So. Opening day. That's because of my daughter's fish. Did you have someone demand opening day? Yeah, because it, it's the same person. When I was leaving the dock with my daughter, we just were going out for a boat ride. It wasn't opening day. It was my first trip of the year. Mm-hmm. It was and uh, it was on Memorial Day. I was like, yeah, we hadn't been out yet because I didn't do my boat inspection. And he's like, you're going to get your daughter a big one, you know. And we went out and uh, crazy things happened. She reels in at the biggest one we got all season. When we got back, he was still at the dock because we were gone for like an hour and a half. I just showed him my camera and he's like, I'm going on your first trip next year. I was like, okay, put it down. So he's in. I remember that fish was beautiful. Oh, just like unbelievable. The markings and everything was yeah. clean. Oh, I, uh, I unbelievable. That. And it's, it, what's unbelievable is I know, I mean, I'm fishing there 100 days a year. When it was, I was looking in the net at it, I'm like, yeah. This is going to be it. We are not going to beat this all year. Oh, yeah. That's right. <laughs> Pull the boat and go home. Uh, yeah. Was that the first fish that you had boated off Chautauqua for the first, entire year? Yeah. Or just the first? It was the first fish. 
I was out for about an hour. It was the first day I went out. I didn't go out Saturday, I didn't go out Sunday, I went out Monday morning, or well, Monday afternoon, because mm -hmm. I was doing the boat inspection on Tuesday and I was starting the charters Wednesday. Oh my gosh. When is the opener awesome. this year? Like, what's it fall? It's still the third it's, it's weekend Saturday. or the yeah, third the fourth Saturday. Saturday. So it's like the 28th. 28th, okay. Yeah. yeah. Todd's a closet one upper. Yeah, I went out. And, uh, like, <laughs> I, I had a really nice day. I took my buddies out. They can't fish for anything. Yeah. We got like two forty threes. Yeah, and Todd calls me, and, and he's like, and the, the wife calls, you know, Vance, you're not gonna believe this. What? Damn it! <laughs> I can't believe it. Uh, it was sick. An hour on the water. Love it. Gotta love it. But it couldn't be any better for your daughter. I mean, that's, that's right. a showstopper. First yeah. fish of the year. Yeah, I made it. I made. I I started to no wakes and I made it to the state land right in the down the center of the lake. Yeah, that's all for. I made it. We got it. And she said, "I want to." I said, "You, you want to keep fishing?" I mean, <laughs> she's seven. She's like, "No, I want to go show my friends the picture. Now let's go swimming." I'm like. Okay. Yeah. Fired a big motor, turned around, and went back. <laughs> when you heard the real go, did you know that it was a special fish? Yeah, because I had about 12 feet of line out on a fat body. Yeah. 16, 17 feet of water off the down. It was it was straight down off the corner, and the rod did one of those <laughs> real loud. So my wife, my daughter, and I turn around. She knows the sound. She knows something's happened. We both turn around. We're, we're staring at that pole, but it, I thought it was gone. You know, quit. Yeah. Well, you know how they go. Sometimes they're just going crazy. The next thing. That fish was on its tail, walking across the back of the motor, oh, went over wow. and got into the side rod. When it, you know, the line was yeah. So we got to see the whole thing. You That's know. awesome. And, and even my, my, you know, my wife's been around for a, a lot of the things, but you know, and she's like, oh my gosh, that thing's huge. They were screaming. That's a lot to be And the whole time, I'm like, yeah. I can't believe this is happening. It was all tangled in the other lines. Mm -hmm. It was just. It was silliness. It's, and my daughter's just like real, and it's line going. She just tucks the rod. She's like, it's hurting, Dad. It's hurting, but I, I don't want to lose this fish. You know? yeah. yeah, it was fun. It swam by the boat and ended it, basically. That's awesome. <laughs> that is, that yeah, is great. Along with three other lines. Yeah, along with everything. <laughs> everything. At that I was point, almost though, unsure when I got everything untangled. <laughs> Yeah, you see that fish, it doesn't matter if it tangled the yeah, other lines. Yeah, you can see three baits, and oh, yeah. it's like, who cares? I'm going to Yeah, clip it and go. Right. Yeah. Fun. Hey, we got Boss Shad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> boss Shad. Kevin, do you use any Boss Shads? I do. use a lot of Boss Shads. I, uh... Gabe, you use any? Oh, absolutely. They're, de they're definitely it. A special, a special lure. I, I say they're, uh, like from all the different baits, I say they're like a staple trolling bait for me now. Like I find it uh, maybe sometimes real early season may have a little bit of a lag from me, but it's just because I think there's so much action. I could probably slow down a little more and they'd be fine. But I feel like once the fish are done spawning from after the spawn on, I don't know if it's just the wander they give off, that little wander, and they, they shake so much. When I first saw them, I didn't know if they'd stay down because I saw that lip angle. Yeah. But once I knew they did and I could run them that speed, as soon as we got to Chautauqua and started using them, well, at first it was actually West Branch. The first day we tested them on West Branch, we had a 10-fish day, which at home is a really good day. Yeah. We were out there that yeah. same day. We had a two-fish day, yeah. and they were prototyping the Boss Shed in the same area, and we're thinking, wow, we're just going to hug around the yeah, same yeah. area that they're in where we're going to have to pick up some scraps. Mm -hmm. No. <laughs> there were no scraps to be had because they were like, 
oh, we got one. You see them over there in the in this one area. They're taking care of the fish. They're releasing it. Two seconds later, as soon as the rod goes, the lure goes back down to the water. They got another. Like, oh, we got another one. Like, really? He really, he yeah. really. We're just like, we got another snag. He just, he just, he really, he really nailed something with that. Oh, yeah. The whole profile and action and stuff. And it's like, for me, it's a, it's a given. It's going out. I'm always putting one out. And it's like, oh, yeah. you have a few certain ones you get used to running that you always have out, and you kind of know. Whether no matter how your day is going to end up, some point in that day, that that bait will get you. It'll get you a fish or two, regardless. And if they go, it might really be good, you know. Mm-hmm. But there's just something to them, even when it's like tough. That action seems to be able to just draw them in. First, there's right. something that shakes them loose. There yeah. is. It's got to be the wander, I, I would guess. Do you even fish? <laughs> 102 days last year. That was the count. My wife finally kept track. I never. Uh, I used to when I used to log, but. Uh, I kind of quit doing the logbook thing, and I'm still in Muskie's Inc., but I just don't do yeah. the whole, you know. And uh, anyways, He would need a stenographer if he was going to have a logbook. <laughs> but my wife, actually, she wa- I think she had other intentions. I don't know. She just wanted to see how much I fished, yeah, right? So you, said, you, you in so trouble because of this? I would have guessed your number was higher than that. That would have been my guess. Yeah. Well, uh, mine was days? also. Uh, guess yeah, my guess cool. was higher. That's it cool. was 102 days, actually, musky fishing. Like, she would track any day we went musky fishing and how many we caught, you mm-hmm. know? And uh, there were some, like, pike trips, and I went sturgeon. or did some mm-hmm. different things last year, but actual musky days on the water. Was 102, which is still a oh, lot. So the pike didn't, the, the, like, your pike count. Trip, that didn't count towards. Okay, no, okay that's okay, just okay. musky. That's just musky. <laughs> okay, now, which, now the number. Which is a lot <laughs> yeah. for having a job, you know? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Yeah, that is. So. Yeah, that's what I'm doing, and that's what I'm doing is a job, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> under days. Yeah. yeah. Making some lures. That's cool. The trips make up for it, you know? You get a trip here and there, and you add to, you know, accumulate a few trips, and next thing you know, you got 20 extra days of fishing. Yep. And mm-hmm. that's. That's where I get the time. It really helps, but yeah, yeah. You can find Boss Shad's mm-hmm. Ravenna, Ohio, at Mark's Bait and Tackle Ammo. Have any of you guys been there to Mark's? I, I don't even know where Ravenna, the, Ohio is. The online. It's right a there. great store. It he is. Has, it is great. You walk in and see his wall, and it's like, man. I mean, he's just got what it is. Is he's got a lot of inventory. Like it's not like you have two of this or what. He's got like you know, they're six deep. Some of them, and you can actually go in there and really like get loaded up on some baits and he has uh, a nice selection and even now I think he has rods too he's got like oh, yeah. tooth tamer and someone else he's got a few different rod brands in there too like you can go in there and actually get rigged up for muskies for a nice little local store kind of thing yeah. he's got a lot going on he's got a lot of baits there's not a lot of those left those stores no mom and there's pops. not no. no. And he's in the perfect spot to intercept people on their way to West Branch and yes. he's he's got everything that you'd need he's got a little bit of grocery stuff he's got for guys that want tobacco, he's got that stuff. Mm-hmm. He's got alcohol, which you know you shouldn't really be dealing with out on the water. But he's got everything, so he's getting he a huge variety of people in the door. Mm-hmm. And then the musky fishermen, everybody that goes to West Branch, okay, has been West there. Branch. I really yes, not sure. you know, very I really close. Five minutes from West Branch, probably. Oh, okay. From the five maybe the Nap Road. Yeah, five to ten minutes. But yep. yeah, he's, he's very even got close. hot food. You can get hot food oh, yeah. there. Yeah, it's kind of it's a nice spot. So. Yeah. Yeah, and it's all I don't here. Even know where West Branch is. <laughs> At Ravenna, you Ohio. Hey, you just put me right exactly where I need. <laughs> that, that, that's a license worth buying right there. It is. Touching on his selection of boss sheds, though, it is ridiculous. I mean, there's four, the four and a half, so there's probably. 45, 50 colors wow. right around in there. He's got at least maybe a dozen to 15, seven inch colors. Yeah. And then he's got, 
I don't think he's got multiples of tens. There may be a couple of colors, but there's a dozen tens in there. Yeah. I mean, and you don't even you don't crime see bosses. those very often. Yeah, there's a pile of crime bosses yeah. and minnows too. Yeah. So nice. So pick up some when you go there. Mark's right. bait and tackle. Ammo. And ammo. And ammo. Facebook page. He has the online store up, and uh, world's universe's largest boss shed dealer. So uh, <laughs> check it out, BossShed.net. Thanks, Paul, for being a, a huge supporter of the podcast. And I did. I have, I have one thing I forgot to add here. We got uh, we kind of dropped the ball on this. Uh, the Chicago show. Oh, that's a, yeah, this is not going to be. I'm going to post this up right immediately. Okay. Yeah, we had. Uh, I, I had a text from some people that run Chicago, wondering where the Fatty Z booth was, and it's not there. But you can pick up some stuff at the GT Rod and Reel. That's right. He's got some lures, and I did get a message right back from somebody who got some thanks. So it's out there. Uh, we do have some stuff out there. We're just not there. We yeah. are. Team Rhino, I think, might have some as well. Team Rhino may have some uh, exclusive colors. On That's it. right. I hate that word, custom. I said it the other day again. And I, and I, I wasn't I, here. My so blood I, pressure spiked. He doesn't <laughs> like. I flipped the table over. Yeah. Doesn't like custom <laughs> colors. Doesn't like prototypes. Uh, Prototype, eh, it's, it's okay. It's overused, but like custom pro, is pro, pro staff. Very that, overused. Yeah, yeah. yeah. they're all custom. <laughs> Everything funny. is custom. Every paint job. <laughs> I'm gonna show you guys a screenshot of something I don't want to talk about on the podcast. <laughs> it's the epitome of what I hate. So, um, okay, so we do synchro rods. You are synchro rods. <laughs> Check them out if you're in the market for. Any species, muskies, pike, pan fishing, ice fishing. I want to go perch fishing. Check them out. I'm sure they got a great perch rod. <laughs> they I want, do. I want a legend elite <laughs> perch rod. They have. They I'm have sure they have it. Yeah. And as, you, as you know line. from other podcasts, they have a great warranty. I don't do well with the, the perch rods and stuff like that. I tend to break two, them. Five, two or three podcasts ago, you broke the rod. Yeah, you broke, got it. You broke it. You got, got it. You lost it. Lost it. Put it in the truck, snapped in half. Bad snag. Yeah. Real bad snag. It is hard going with that light stuff. I carry those. You carry those musky rods around so much. I get, you can grab them halfway down. Yeah. yeah. Or you can push your boat. You can push your boat. Yeah. It's true. Throw them I've never done that before. You grab those other rods and it's like, oh, yeah. Wow. wow I could break this thing. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Okay. I think that's that's everybody. Yeah. Okay. Well, now so. let's, let's, let's focus on Kevin and Gabe. Who wants to who wants to talk first? Tell us where you're from, what you guys are doing here. Are you gonna do the power? Thing? Yeah, I thought we were gonna do the power ranking. Yeah, we got a power ranking. You didn't up. speak up, man. Power, power up. All right, we're gonna do the podcast power, power rankings. Uh, <laughs> for this week. We got two guests in studio, so this should be fun. We're gonna have five this week. And remember, uh, if you want to be a part of the power ranking, send in your submissions on Facebook, uh, Instagram, uh, and We'll include you in the rankings. Uh, we'll get right into it. Uh, coming in at five in the podcast power rankings is Todd. Take it away. Todd, yeah, I just, uh, you know, after that long day, eight hours sitting there trolling on a trolling trip, and finally that rod starts going off. Tough and it's day. not a snag. Yeah. That's, uh, you know, that's always a nice sound to hear. Mm -hmm. my I've been out there, especially last year. Yeah. <laughs> it happens on some new places you fish. Yeah, you, you, you tr troll the entire day and nothing's happening and you finally get a bite. Which is yeah. so nice. 
sense. We almost talked about that on the way down here. I almost feel like what you just said actually for me makes it a little more exciting versus mm -hmm. when they're always biting. Even though you always yeah. want to be yes. catching them, it's because every time it's a day like that, to me it always takes me back to what musky fishing originally originated as. That tough, you got to put in your time, blah, blah, blah. Not go out, set lines, and you got one instantly. Mm -hmm. Sometimes when you've got one after that tough eight hours of work, it's a little more rewarding. When it hits oh, yeah. the bag, it's a, just, it's a different excitement. To me, it takes yeah. me back. We were, yeah, we were discussing a, a fair amount of the, the newer musky community their instant gratification. Oh, yes. They're not willing to go to a place. Oh, my God, yeah. There are specific lakes yeah. in this region and up in Canada where you might put in 40 hours yeah. for, a for a bite. And it may not be a giant, yeah. but it is a respectable fish, and you know you worked for it. Yeah. And you yep. really feel rewarded. It was a real hunt. You and know, then you really got rewarded. And there are other people that want to go somewhere and get, they're angry if they don't get a 50 in the first day or oh, two yeah. days, and they're throwing a fit. Yeah. And that's we. Ha I have definitely seen that. He has seen that. Yeah. There, there oh, yeah. are people that are extremely jealous. Yes. I mean, they'll be on the same boat even sometimes. I, I, feel, I feel like it goes against what the sport all started at and what it was yeah. originally originated from. And like I remember going to the original, like first time they had a little show in Niles, Ohio, and I saw like the Muskie booth. And I remember walking up and seeing, you know, a few guys that were talking about it, old timers from Ohio, and. They were basically telling me, you know, the whole, that was when I heard the whole 10,000 yeah. cast, you know, this many trolling hours for your fish. That's what it was known as. And a lot of people would turn their nose and walk away. Well, I'm not doing that. Yeah. And we've seen how much it's changed and mm. all the equipment so much better yeah. and yada, yada, everything, electronics. But it's like, to me, I, I like that because it's a lot of truth to that. It yeah, there is. Yeah, you know. we, we, talk, we, we talked about that. Now it's the fish of a thousand cast. Mm -hmm. And we're just like, wait a minute, this is... This is special to me. This is the the reason I'm doing this is because it's difficult, That's and right. I like this this chase game that I'm playing. When you catch a pal of them, it is what it is, but it's still work. That's you right. Know? This isn't easy. It's mm -hmm. tough to catch a pile of fish. Mm -hmm. It's tough to pattern that. It is. As my grandpa got older, uh, quit going to Canada. You know, once he got in his eighties, we. Uh, Obviously, things changed, mm -hmm. and we were going up, and I was coming home. How'd you guys do? You know, I'd be like, oh, Dad and I got, uh, you know, 38 this week. 38 fish. He's like, is it still fun? Because he started in the 40s, you know. Mm -hmm. It took him 10 years to get 38 fish, and he was going to the Corfus. He was going to Chautauqua. They did not catch fish like that back then. Yeah. They were keeping them all, and that's, that was what he said. Are you still having, is it still fun? Mm -hmm. It doesn't sound like musky fishing to me. You were there for a week and you got 38. <laughs> yeah. That's the difference. And now that number is small compared to what people do in other places. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? And it, it's changed. It changed. has changed. That's why you, uh, it's still a blast. I remember yeah. when I was, uh, you know, when I was first learning, yeah. skunked days, actionless days, catching one in a year, something mm -hmm. like that, in the limited time I had. How happy I was. Mm -hmm. 38 inch or maybe. Oh, yeah. I was just like, oh my First God. <clears throat> I got it. No, Lance is complaining about a two fish day. No, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> He's spoiled. We're spoiled. I should have had three. We are, we are spoiled. We are they all come crashing down someday with VHS again. You know what, though? Sometimes when you have a good day, even on places that you know are good, when you have like an exceptional day, I always still remind myself about other places I have been that have come and gone and crashed yeah. or been drained or whatever. Yeah. And I always, I, al I, always, yeah. I, I always remember, um, I better really take this in. This moment yeah. that's great and this 
year that's great, whatever. This yeah. could all change by next year. It could some disease, you could get a virus, who knows? They could drain the lake, there could yeah, be a child. big die off. That's right. Yeah. So yes. I always still, even though it's good, when it's really good, I try to remind myself, really try to, it's one of those days yeah. you wish wouldn't end. Yeah, yeah you just say, bro. Because you never know what will happen again. It's just dynasty or something right. crazy like that. Like how Chautauqua's been yeah. the past yeah. couple of years. The last two years were just like unbelievable. Your, your yeah, reality. Like they'll go, to, they'll go down in, 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 you know, forever in the record books. That was a good power up. I like that. I think that's a good ranking. That's good. I like that. <laughs> there we go. I so, like that. Now we're on to four. Five. five. Now, now four should really be. Yeah, five. Five, five was uh, <laughs> that rod going off after putting a solid day in uh, and it finally going off. Four. Four. In the power ranking, Andy. My take mind away. sucks compared to with Todd's. Everyone likes Todd's. <laughs> <laughs> Andy, <laughs> we gave you four this week, yeah. not last. <laughs> I thought that was. I'm bringing up the rear still. <laughs> my, mine is is okay. Let, let's paint the picture here. But Vance and Todd can't relate. I know Kevin can. Mm -hmm. You're on the stream, whether it's on the bank or whatever. And this is just my vision. You're like, I know there's a fish in the in between that rock and that snaggle tree right there. I gotta lay it up perfect. Mm -hmm. And you're like, well, here goes nothing. You launch it, you can't get too close to them, so you launch it, lands exactly perfect. Whether the fish comes or not, that doesn't matter. Knowing that you can still throw something, let's just say seven, eight inches, mm -hmm. 80 feet away and hit your target within inches. Mm -hmm. To me, that's just gratifying. Yeah. And uh, an example of what happened there was, one that comes to mind, I was fishing with some guys that were walleye fishing down at a local hole mm -hmm. and there was an ice shelf on the main creek and the guy threw his jig way out there with his little spinning rod and got stuck on the ice i don't want to lose this he's you know pulling you know the rod's just bending nothing's happening i'm like hold on buddy <laughs> smashed right on top of his broke the ice yep. everyone got it back and they're like how'd you do that I'm like, oh, you know i'm good practice and perfect <laughs> yeah, it's, it's true cast. though like a lot of the when you cast like when you're a musky caster mm -hmm. um you know, compared to just winging it out there, there's yeah. a lot of that. You want a certain place, like you and want it right there. You, you know, want right it on a, a weed edge, in yeah. between two twigs yeah. and a stump. Something that's right. Like that. And if it goes there, then you are excited. Like he's whether you get him or not, it's like all right, that's exactly that's, that's what right. I and want. And you to feel go. you feel confident in that cast. You do. Like it's right there. Okay, boom. You, you, you mess up, and yeah. then you got to take the boat up to it. Yeah. To free it. Right. I mean, if you if you hit the wrong spot in the water, okay, work the cast and then try it again. But you're not as excited. But you hang it up in that big snarled red brush on the yeah. thing. You're like, oh, here we go. Trolling motor right through where I want it to work. There's been times when I'm on the water and, you know, maybe it's like a, a, a quick drift, a fast drift. <laughs> and I want to hit this spot. Because if I don't hit this spot right now, I'm going to be 20 yards past it already by the, by the end of this drift. So that the perfect cast in that situation, I, I love it. That's... Mm -hmm. And like you said, when you when I thought when you once you said about like the stream fishing, um, there sometimes even more so, you might just see you just barely see where you could see the water slows down, and it might be a little bit of a cast out, and you might want to step out just a little further to get it there. Mm -hmm. But it's almost like if it lands just on the other side of a little sandbar or say later, you kind of are feeling as you're working it, you're waiting to feel the solid mm -hmm. you, or the, mm -hmm. the silvery gold. That's right. You're seeing that flash. Mm -hmm. You're gonna feel the weight. You're like almost, the anticipation's high. Mm -hmm. yeah. on that right. Because that happens in the streams. Yes. You know, because those fish are. Oh, yeah, they're spot they're, on they're the spot. They're in spots, man. You yeah. know? It's and spot then, on the spot. As we've talked about, we've talked about this lots of times before. I think they're the, I mean, 
they're not the easiest, but when you find those spots, that spot doesn't change. That's right. The same, I can go to the same rock from when I was 10 years old. That's right. And if there's a muskie, there's probably land in that backwater. Because if the rock's as big as this room, mm -hmm. it, it's not going to move. Right. Mm -hmm. But they're right behind there, and that's, that's where the trout lay, that's where the muskies lay. Mm -hmm. and, uh, but uh, you got to make the cast. you got to make the cast. But then I'm, I'm going to take it one step further. Do you ever steer your cast, like, actually curved? Mm-hmm. Like you, you'll cast like this, and you'll thumb it, and you'll tip the rod, and oh, it'll, yeah. it'll swing it sideways around something. Like you almost stop it yourself to make it swing. Make it yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. yep. yep. If you do so, no, there should be casting competitions. Yeah. Like punt, pass, kick for the NFL. What we are we doing? Like, like, big, big plugs, you know, with uh, you know, like garbage cans. You got to hit them over obstacles. We'll put tires. Tactical in. ones. And we could even take it one step further too. Sometimes, depending on the current you're judging, you have to actually cast it so far forward that when to, you're working it in, you could actually keep your retrieve right to keep the bait working, so that when it comes in, it's close in line with your body versus way to the. It's left. It's like the gliders. You you'll you'll do a short right to have a long left. That's right. So you yeah. can get it around. That's right. Yeah. yeah. myself, uh, all that stuff. If I didn't have the boga, I probably would have had the fish in the bag a lot longer, stuff like that. It's just a, a great tool uh, that I use every day on the water. Uh, it saved a lot of fish's lives. Mm -hmm. Everyone knows my opinion on them, so. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll do my boga grip story real quick. I didn't tell you guys this. One day I was trying to get this fish out of a net. And I reached down, the fish shook, put a hook in my hand, so I took the boga and cracked it over the head. I could unhook myself. <laughs> that's, a, that's a joke that never happened. <laughs> there are some Mike stories oh, yeah. that we could tell about the oh, yeah. boga. Oh, yeah. Not with muskies, but <laughs> yeah. with their close cousins. Yeah. People that are using the boga as a club, you know, as, as a multi thousand dollar. They that, work. That's how they get their bad name. I do boga. do that. I do, I do do that. I don't carry a club anymore like we used to. <laughs> when, when we get a nice walleye at yeah, the end of the day at Chautauqua with the boga, Doubles is a like a club, <laughs> yeah. And then I eat it for dinner. That's, right. that's a walleye. No muskie eating anymore. Sometimes the old spotted fellows get a, a few. The old greenbacks. The old, the old greenbacks. Well or, or my new nickname from the end of the fall a little bit was Kevin Greenberg. <laughs> really? Yeah. I, I got a few real nice pike, but I started to get teased a little bit about the Greenberg thing. But sometimes with them, you could use a boga in multiple ways too. You mm -hmm. know? Yeah, yeah. But I gotta say the boga. Um, to me, like I think it's tool-wise, as far as any musky tool, I feel like it's like probably the best tool they've ever made. But I only say that because you know it's not like everybody needs it or whatever. Some people might be real used to just going in there with their hands and they can just grab and get. That's different. But for as far as in the masses as a whole, yeah. you could take guys that may only be out a few times here, and if they get one, instead of watching them thrash, 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 and the guy's like nervous to get in there or maybe he doesn't know when. As soon as you get the boga in their bottom lip, it's the how much leverage you have to pull that way and the opposite with the pliers, and it's right out. And it's right out. The timing it saves. Like, I'm always worried about, it's not always the guys that are always out there, but maybe the guys that aren't out there often, it'll save so much time. Like, I feel like it's good for the well-being of the fish. And if you want to, once it's done, then I see a lot of people just pop it out, 
let it go back into the bag, let it sit there, pull it out. Maybe you don't want to be pulling them out by it in this mm -hmm. end. Okay, then grab it. Put your glove on, grab them. The hooks are already out. Take the bait out of there, then hold it. But I, I, I think I, it's a great tool for, yeah. for leverage, for getting hooks out. I do. Yep, I have some people come on board that are, aren't excited about using the, you know, they, they, they don't like it. I have a big, my boat has a tall side. I can't really reach into the bag. We talked about that. But uh, just what uh, Kevin has said, it's happened to me numerous times. Like, you know, the guys kept, you know, we get a little one. I'm like, you don't want to picture anything, right? Okay, let me get this thing off and boga, hook out, open it up, gone. And they're like, m many times they'll say, wow, that is really fast. Mm -hmm. There's no quicker way to do it, you know, than putting it so in the net. Is, and once you get that, once, yeah, once you get that leverage, you can get those hooks exposed, whether it's cutting them or getting them with the pliers. I mean, mm -hmm. it, it works. Mm -hmm. The other nice thing about the boga is it lures, I'm sure you guys see as guides, they take a beating in the net. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, you will tear up crankbaits in a hurry. You'll break lips. I mean, not every time, but, but they do take a beating, especially some of the smaller lures that we mm -hmm. use in the spring. I mean, you'll have a fish flopping around in the net, and it will rip a really like a small minnow-type crankbait. You'll, you'll rip screw eyes out of the tail or rip screw eyes out of the, out of the nose. The boga, a lot of times, uh, it... it it makes it so you don't have to have, uh, there's not as much contact with the body of the fish yeah. either. Yeah. I mean, if it's a monster, you know, it's great to have That's it in the net. Said, but we've said the same thing. I mean, these fish never even get touched. You can you can bring the fish in, unhook it, yep. release it, Without even never touching it. touch the fish. That's right. And the fish never touches the bag. That's right. The fish never touches anything. How else can you do that? Unless you're going to try to chase around with pliers and water releases. Yeah. It's, you yeah, just can't. Yeah. You've got to get a hold of them. Mm -hmm. So that's it. You know, mm -hmm. great example. It is, because, yeah, you can boga. A lot of times we see them, and we're like, you look at the fish, and you're like, eh, I just hand me the boga. Oh, no, right yeah. now, yeah. Yep. You can get it right now. over real quick. You don't even have to stop the boat, or you guys can keep, just keep fishing. <laughs> so you're, you're saving <laughs> your great. plugs a little bit more life, buying your plugs more life, and saving the fish a lot more, you know, yeah. not taking yeah. any slime off or anything. So Timing and leverage. Yeah. I love it. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. cool. Coming in at uh, two in the power rankings this week. Kevin. All right. Well, mine's actually, I'm going a little on this, it's maybe a touch sensitive side, but something we thought about, and it'll tie into this podcast for later on, some of what we're going to talk about. But uh, mine is actually, it's two part, so I'm not cheating here, but mine is actually, I'll use the one, it's the Canadian loon. Um, but when I say that, what I'm going at with the whole loon thing is, uh, a lot of times we forget, and it's nice to actually, sometimes you have to slow yourself down and take a minute to enjoy everything around you, uh, your surroundings, time with your friends and family or significant other wife. Um, it's taking in everything. It's not just, I got to rush down in the boat and get out there and rush to the spot and get a fish right now. Sometimes the loon kind of puts that all into perspective for me. I could walk out of that cottage, even though it's a perfect day and I probably want to rush down to the boat, I could sit there and maybe get one more coffee and just sit there and take everything in, like the moment, the whole thing. And I could hear that sound when those loons are calling. I don't ever get sick of that. I'm never like, all right, enough already. I could sit there all day yeah. and just drink coffee and sit out there and look at some reef up in Canada and just sit there and listen to those loons call each other. But they help me realize that whole, you need to take a moment to enjoy your friends, your company, the surroundings, the whole experience, not just getting out there and pounding the water, you know? Yeah. So for me, that's, uh, that's, that's cool. That's, a lot of people, I don't think, uh, you know, and I, I do the same thing. I mean, it's become a business for me. And there's sometimes when I'm out there and I'm like, I got to, you know, this fall, Chautauqua, we had a, 
all kinds of crazy ducks flew in. You know, I used to be a duck hunter, redheads, and we saw all these crazy ducks. And I had to remember, you know, it's hard to it's hard to do sometimes. You get so caught up in the fish, fish, fish. You know, and there could be a freaking Tyrannosaurus or a, a, a pterodactyl <laughs> fly over, and I probably wouldn't even <laughs> see the damn it. thing. You know, yeah. <laughs> so you get a yeah. That that's great. Love that sound. Mm-hmm. And only in Canada did they do it that much. <laughs> yes. Oh yeah. And Hardly ever here. Here. Yeah, it's so, tough. Yeah. It's tough to slow down. It is, especially on fishing trips when you're there to to go fishing, and, and when you're on the water, I'm like, if I'm 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 tuned into my graph, yeah, and I'm I'm looking at my graph, and I'm looking at lines, ma- <laughs> making sure all the rods are running, everything's buzzing it's not weed, weeded up i'm with graph rods graph rods yes. i'm barely looking i know much is also guys, dangerous yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how much time you guys spent out there you've got to, you've got to have some stories of oh boy we're gonna run right into this guy i mean it's happened to me you get the death finder can be right there and you're staring right at it but oh, you yeah. catch somebody you're, you're like wow Mm-hmm. We're really close to this. Like, yeah. like, I have not looked forward in a very Yeah, long. Like, like, I'm fishing out of the tiller, yeah. so I'm like right here. And I'm like, I really haven't. If I glance <laughs> to the front of the boat. <laughs> the funniest thing happened with uh, some of our friends a couple years ago. I'm not going to mention their names. They were night fishing yeah. on an Ohio body of water. Yeah. They didn't, uh, I, don't, I don't know if they dimmed their screen down, but they're focused. You know, no mm-hmm. one's usually out on this body of water at night. Maybe there might, maybe there might be one other guy. They got their line set. They I, they may have been running big boards. I don't remember exactly that part of the story because the uh, the main part of the story is pretty intense. They yeah. they're going along. They got all their lines set. All they see is the the screen. They rammed into the side of a pleasure cruiser and punched a hole in it oh with the bow God. of their boat. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. And this guy comes out of the bottom yeah. and he is fired up. <laughs> and they're thinking. What on earth? He had no lights. We have made this pass a thousand times on this body of water. And we just punched a hole right in the side of this cabin cruiser. And here's this guy. No, they had their lights on. The cabin cruiser did not have lights on. And it's out in the lake. You know, that's his fault. Whatever he was saying was a lot more than nice rig you got there. Oh, yeah. yeah. Can I see the inside? Yeah, there was a a Minn Kota in their sleeping area. Sorry, I just wanted to get a closer look. You guys hot there? Let me turn this fan on. But I I think our friend's boat, he was fully insured. He said, We'll get it taken care of. My boat's insured. Let's call the sheriff. Mm -hmm. And as soon as he said that, that guy said, oh, it's no big deal. We're going to go. I mean, the guy's got a basketball-sized hole yeah. in his boat, yeah. but he did not want to involve the, the sheriff or the watercraft officer. So yeah. who knows what was going on on that boat. But yeah. Too bad there's not loons down. That's right. You know, See? too bad there's not loons all the way down here because they right. would help us slow down. It I would. love that sound up there. Yes. I mean, they make CDs for it, for oh, God's yeah. sakes. That's how yeah. peaceful that sound is. That's one of the things I love about Canada. Sometimes people are like, you went all the way up to like Northwest Ontario. Like You could have done a lot better at St. Clair. I'm like, that's true. It's very true. But yes. but that's not what I'm going yeah. for. I'm going for the scenery, the surroundings, the wildlife, the, na- the whole thing, the whole package. Yeah. It's like To me, that's going old school in the fishing world. So and and, and how nice is it? To, and, and you you do have the opportunity to slow down up there because you you're going. One, the scenery is gorgeous. Yep. You got the loon thing going on. Mm-hmm. You have one rod out for whoever whoever's in there. It's a peaceful time. It is. It it, it, it knocks me back when I go up there and I'm just like, ah, you're just like on coast. Feels you know? great right now. It does. This is so. This is nice. 
relaxing. I can actually look around. Yep. I can see some things. I see some wildlife over there. That's what it's all about. It is. Versus like when you said being on Chicago, I've had those times where I'm in, I call it like I'm in a, uh, the, the black hole and it's just my <laughs> graph. And I'm so keyed in. I hear a sound similar like Gabe said about the thing popping, but it's not that it's my side planner jumping over the marker buoy. What was yeah. that? There's, there's my side planner riding up the marker buoy and popping over. Like, that wasn't good. And I was so keyed in. You forget about those yeah. boards just a little bit out further, you know? Same kind oh, yeah. of thing. Just get kind of in the zone. Sometimes you hit land. You walk in and see a menu it's like wow this is exciting to look at and I'm, sure, I'm sure you feel the same way i mean you I, I swear at times if i just keep staring at that screen it's going to make one hit it's going to make them hit yeah and it doesn't but i, I have a list feeling okay <laughs> them stupid things i could wring their necks i was on labeouf <clears throat> me and my buddy tim this is going back several years it was, I'd say, middle spring fish, and the lake had just settled down from the runoff. Mm-hmm. And we're like, where are these fish at? Where are these fish at? And he started casting out deep, and all of a sudden, all these follows start coming, which you fish Labaf. Yeah. It is not a numbers lake. No. But when you start seeing, like, a fish every 20 casts, you're like, let's start moving deeper. Mm-hmm. Well, there's a pair of loons out there swimming around, and <clears throat> he was getting a lot of a lot of the follows. We didn't catch a fish that day. We saw a lot of fish, though. And I'm like, I'll switch to a glider too. So I'm casting out. We're in the middle of the lake. And I'm like, Tim, look at this follow. Thing has like this wide. And I'm like, oh my gosh, look at the size of the head on this one. It looks like a huge And it was a head. freaking loon following the glider. <laughs> <laughs> was, it, was it a little loon? It was it under the water following oh, yeah. the glider? Awesome. And I get it up and I'm like, it's a bird. Yeah. <laughs> it yeah. was one of the two loons. In the fall off in Canada, they. It, they they get well in the spring they always have their babies we always went in like June but when but when we would go up there in September October mm-hmm. you sometimes they would just come out of nowhere and yeah it looks like a huge white shovel head oh. look like their wings are pinned back yeah. when you first see it it's one of the knee shakers and until they go by and you're like oh what about the <laughs> a bird <laughs> the, what about the coomerans we had coomerans up in didn't we have those? There was a lot of them this year up there, but they don't. Uh, they eat a lot of fish, but I don't. Aren't they just diver dive down grass? Well, they wreak havoc on the fish hatcheries. Though, yeah, that's for sure. Oh, like the fish yeah. hatcheries. That's why they put those they things over. I hit. I hit one. Clean it out. Did you? I hit one. Yeah. Fifty mile an hour. Yeah. Oh, Did wow. not get out. I was just like, I was like, well, I seen it. I was like, I'm not moving. I'm not moving. I'm staying straight here because they always usually get out of the way. <laughs> I felt it right on the right side of my, on, on the right side of my hall. Like, that yeah. one had an epic fail. Yeah, right. and, and, I, and I was looking back. I was checking. I was like, it, I didn't see it come up. You know, it was, it was an accident. They are protected. Yeah. Yeah, but a boat goes right through. Them. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, tried so to sure seagulls and stuff, but I can't I, I, felt, I felt horrible, but I knew that they, they're minnow eaters and they do really so much faster than them. Oh, yeah, no, they'll, yeah. Yeah. The bugs hardly splatter on my windshield. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops! Okay. <laughs> That's a good one. Okay, let's go to number one. We're about 40 minutes into this. We one. are. Number one in the power rankings, dude. Well, I had a couple of different ones, but Kevin's kind of got elaborated. I was going to change mine to that... That feeling that you get when you first are coming down the hill to go to a launch ramp, you're the only vehicle there, or you've just arrived on a trip. But uh, I think we kind of elaborated quite like a bit one. on that one. I like where you're going. Mm-hmm. I mean, I you, got some stories. you get out onto the water, and maybe the sun's not up yet, or it's just breaking over the horizon. There might be some some uh, steam coming up off the water, and there's nothing else out there but yeah. you 
on the boat, maybe your fishing partner is out there with you, and you kind of get that, there's that release. Mm-hmm. You know, where it's either, you could be there for a day, you could be there for two days, you could be there for a week, and it doesn't matter where you go. This could be your local lake, it could be Canada, you know, it could be, you know, anywhere, mm-hmm. anywhere you're able to get out fishing. But that release that you get when you get there, and you've got nothing to do, but, you know, it's you and the fish, you have no other responsibilities, you can kind of let go. Mm-hmm. And it's silent. There's no other boats out there yeah. hammering on it. There's, yeah. you know. Yeah, I, I got, mine kind of goes both ways. There's times when I go bank yanking. You yeah. guys know exactly where. I'm like white knuckle driving. Like, I got to beat everyone there because that spot will fill up quick. <laughs> and I'm like taking the corner on two wheels. And I'm like, and as I approach the, the, the last little, little dog leg bend to get there, I'm like, no cars, no cars, no cars, no cars. I'm just all anxious to see if anyone's already creamed the spots or not. <laughs> yeah. And when I'm when I'm like, no one's there. I pull it. I still got to run for whatever reason. I got to run because it might that thirty seconds that it saves for me slowing down might equate to two casts. <laughs> it does give you a different excitement too when you see no one or something. It's just different. It oh, kinda, yeah. It's a big. It's a. It heightens your. It whole definitely adds to it. it just and that's hard to do unless you're going to be stream fishing it in our area, Pennsylvania, Ohio, yeah. or. Go to Canada, man. It's just not the same as as we talked earlier with Kevin. I've been to St. Clair. It's great, but it's amazing how many... You know, you're out on that body of water, and that last time I was there, I felt crowded. Yeah. I could see 38 boats fishing. Where I like going to Canada. Perch fishing on Erie. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Where where I like going to Canada. There's some other boats perching, but sometimes I'll fish for days, and you notice, like, wow, that guy's actually musky fishing. Mm-hmm. And I'll, as I'm driving down the lake and I see somebody throwing, it's a different feeling. It still yeah, feels like that. your own trip, then. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And I'm not hearing in the radio that this guide has 35 fish, and That's oh right. my gosh, we only have yeah. a dozen, and what am I, you know, yeah. you're out there on your own. That's mm-hmm. right. It's, that is a nice that. feeling. Pulling it's up nice to feeling. the ramp, no one's there, it's no silent. Competition. Yeah, yeah, it's great. It's and it happens morning. to be like southwest winds, like 10 to 15. Yeah. Oh, it's like yeah. touch over 70, and there's like a new lightning. Oh. It's, it's go time. Yeah. I love it. And, 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 the, and the feeling that you're there. Oh, yeah. All the yes. other stress and stuff to get up to that point is now you, you, you crested, you're there, all you got to do is put the boat in the water. You're not worrying about the mortgage, the kids, the job, anything oh. like that. It's the, uh, this is what we're doing now. This is like for the next X amount of time. The only worry is, is your boat going to run. That's right. If you're me. <laughs> I don't have to worry. <laughs> <laughs> if you're me, that's, a, that's what I, that, that would be classic me. I, I, that, oh. that, that scenario would happen, I'd back right in, I'd fire that up and go, beep, and it'll go, beep. <laughs> Return <laughs> to port. And be like, oh, that's good, I'm already here. No. But those don't come up often. Yeah. And you remember those days. Right. When you get... That, that feeling that you're talking about, right? And yeah. In fact, that feeling you talk you. about is what makes me, I'm kind of known for this. My buddies all kind of, they ride me about this a little bit. I'm real notorious for as soon as I get on the water, as soon as I get out there, I throw my phone in the box. And people are like, I try to call you. It's like, right, I know. But like my job yeah. is on the phone constantly. So when I'm out there, the last thing I want to do is be answering the phone. I'll check it sometimes. And if there's text, maybe I'll throw a few texts out. But I don't want to be sitting out there talking the whole time. That's what yeah. I do every day of my life. So yeah. that's my, it's an escape. It's an escape. From Sanctuary. It is. Mm-hmm. Yep. So. Okay. That's the power rankings for the week. We'll post them up on the Facebook page. If you want to get involved, send in your submission. Send us a message on Facebook or Instagram. Five down to one. A hit at the end of the day. Trolling. That final rip. 
coming in at four, the perfect cast. Three, the Boga Grip. Two, the Canadian Loon. And one, being alone at the boat ramp in the first thing in the morning. Yes. Perfect conditions. I love it. All right. Perfect. Let's get well, into we're, it. We're 44 minutes into this, and they don't even know who you guys are. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we have Kevin Goldberg, which, Kevin, what? The, do a quick intro, and then, we'll, you know. Uh, basically, I mean, I, am, uh, I got real into the muskie fishing in uh, 99 was when I got more into it around home. Uh, I caught my first muskie in 99 in Ohio at West Branch. And uh, that's the first time I realized I could chase these around home and I just got more and more involved in it then. But it actually started for me, my first muskies was going to the Kawartha Lakes. I used to go up there when I was like 14, 15, as well, we used to just go one week a year, rent a boat. It was me, my father and brother, that was our time. And that's what got me started. Funny little story, I used to actually pay, I'd pay my dad five bucks to take me back to the launch so I could go sit off the dock at Stony Lake and catch bass. Because <laughs> I just thought it was such a waste of time. I was like one step from selling the 16 baits I did have. And then I got my first muskie ever, which was a 45 and a half at uh, Shamong. And right then I had the knee shake thing in full effect and all of my other stuff was for sale and I wanted to go right to John McBride's and buy Wiley Lures right now. <laughs> <laughs> so that that's changed cool. exactly my first muskie was on a King Wiley, but that's where it started for me. And then ever since then, pretty much I did the, I was in the Cleveland chapter, uh, Muskies Inc. for all, I used to be vice president there. And I got real involved in the club scene and doing the whole tournaments and was turning in forms and did all that. And then I got away from it and I found myself in PA more, and uh, I joined the Three Rivers Club, and I was in that chapter for a while. And then uh, th I was in there, we'd go, and I remember the meetings were so much bigger. There was tons of people, and I met so many guys from Pennsylvania. Um, I knew some of them already, but I got to meet a lot more. And uh, with where I lived, I was right on the Pennsylvania border. So it kind of made sense for me, and I just made more friends and met a lot of new people. And then now I think I'm in Akron Canton just because I moved again. I couldn't make any more of the meetings. But basically, that's how I met everyone. And after that, I just basically, I guess I'm a fishing fool. I'm an addict, I guess. Someone told me the other day. I just, I fish, I fish a lot, you know. And uh, I, I try to, like, I've gone a lot of places. Um, I think I fished. I tried to fish every lake in Pennsylvania within a two and a half hour drive. Like everyone I saw, Larry Hines from the Fish Commission gave me a list of every lake that was stocked. And when I had my truck camper, uh, I used to stay in the parking lots of the ramps. So I fished every single lake that there was like in that, in that two and a half hour drive time. And then since then, I just kind of expanded Canada and just, I guess I get around, you know, mm -hmm. little Northwest Ontario and PA, Ohio, New York, and a lot of time at Chautauqua. That's about it. Other than that, I'm just a diehard musky guy that doesn't make baits and doesn't guy just fish. <laughs> that's, it. That's, that's tough to do. It, it is. When you're in that much, not to try to go one of those two routes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, all right, Gabe? Um, I've been interested in musky fishing probably since I was about 12 years old. I was what, when, when the Lindners still owned the Inn Fisherman, every once in a while you'd get one of those gem segments on there about musky fishing and I had no exposure to it other than my grandfather and my dad they would go on a trip once uh, once a year they would go up to some offshoots of the Ottawa River when they were younger but then they got a lot closer they would go into the Rideau the Rideau uh, region of lakes mm -hmm. and they would fish there and their focus really wasn't on musky my grandpa had a little bit of a a musky focus but he kind of eased up as he uh, as he got older 
and they kind of had a bass focused trip with the occasional you know incidental musky catch or pike catch but um i started buying baits when i was 13 that would have been in 1993 I didn't get out onto the water until in front of muskies until 95. We went up to Chautauqua. And I remember getting my first one on a Suic. It was there used to be an operation called Musky Fever. They were I think they were the predecessor the precursor to Thorn Brothers. And they had this custom walleye JB weighted Suic that I bought and I was I was uh, I think 15 years old when I got my first one. It was up in the north end just south of the Bell Tower. There's that, there's that weed bed that, that, I mean, I guess the whole lake's fringed with those on the <laughs> side. But, but I remember it, I was working the bait kind of deep and uh, that thing came out of, it just appeared. You know, it was realistically, now I look at it, it was probably 36, 37 inches, but it was like a, you know, a whale to oh, me yeah, at the time. Yeah. I just thought this That's is, story, man. this is yeah, unreal. Because that water was so clear, I could see my bait probably seven foot down. Maybe I mean it was very very still that day. It had just it was after a rain, which is you know not that common for you know fish activity up there after after a, a hard rain. But came out of that weed bed and just chomped and went crazy. And I've been kind of a an addict ever ever <laughs> since. It happens, darn fish. Yeah, they're they're terrible. And, and then you they're got in, in, involved, you're involved with the club because the main reason that we're talking is the Minnow Fund, which is the Mike Money thing. Yes. Yeah. There. We uh, explain how we got up to there, and then we want to focus on Mike Money's. Um. Well, in 2010, a group of us, me, Mike Money, I think Kevin and Rena, Jason Bond, um. Gip Durham, Rick Lundstrom went up to uh, the Chicago show and we really wanted to go to this swap meet. It's all you hear about on the internet. There's, there's such a hype about that swap meet. It's a big deal. It's a, it, like it, some guys don't spend as much at the show because they're, they're anticipating yeah. that swap meet. Yeah, the, it, it's a so, big deal. And it's not even close to the venue. I mean, we took a, a little taxi bus from our hotel and it probably took us at least a half hour, 40 minutes to get there. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was in the upstairs of this bowling alley. And there was a, there was a significant amount of stuff there. I mean, there was a lot of stuff. We walked around and uh, I looked over at Mike. I said, why don't we have anything like this by us? Yeah. You know, we have yeah. all these guys. Why isn't anything, you know, like this put on? He's like, uh, I don't know. Maybe we should... Uh, Make it happen. Make it yeah. happen. Is, was the Chicago one with a uh, with something in mind, or was it just people, like people selling to other people, or did they have something, or were they raising money for? They were. They did have a. Swap. I think a they swap. had a canned food drive. Okay. Up there, where you bring oh, yeah, a can right. of food right. and you might get a ticket get for. Okay. They yeah. had like a they couple of uh, a couple of maybe rods or or reels yeah. like Okuma had donated yeah. or I, I don't remember who the sponsor was that year. It was so you know it was a while cool. ago, but they had a little a little drawing and there, there wasn't a lot of emphasis on that. Yeah. And and Mike really liked the whole. Um, it was such a social gathering. It was yes. So social. They had like dollar beers. Everyone's having a good time. It's an inexpensive function. Uh, some guys are getting rid of their old stuff, like that whole one guy's junk's another guy's treasure kind of thing. Yeah. But these were good baits. Like there was good stuff there, and like everyone was excited to buy it. And he like he saw what was going on there. And when Gabe said that to him, he just had that vision. It was kind of like we should make this happen. Yeah, it kind of like, like yeah, it lit yeah. a flame under. And us. then he needed something to be like, 
but I want a little more. I want to do two parts. I want to have not only the actual swap where guys can sell their stuff, I want it to also lead into something. Let's raise money for something. And he was the one, his sole intent, I mean, it was his goal. He wanted nothing but the money for strictly the Ohio Minnow Fund to raise minnows for the muskies. You know, and he wanted to give money to the fish group to get him that, you know, raise all that money for the Ohio muskies. That was his whole intent. He just wanted 100%, let's make the fisheries better. That's all he wanted to do. So he figured, who wouldn't be part of that? Who would be like, I'm not giving my money to yeah. that? <laughs> really? I mean, that's where you go. And, and even if you're not, even if, say you, say you are in Pennsylvania, New York, it's still all about the species that we're all passionate about, like the chase. So a lot of guys are like, yeah, you know, the good stuff, really like the, some of the stuff that people, the way they responded for that and the stuff that they put on the table, this was not, these were not like low grade stuff that someone had in their box. This was yeah. like, and people really stepped up. That's what surprised us, how much people stepped up to like make this raffle what it was. And we got to see Mike really take it all in from what he wanted to turn it into. We watched how much it grew. And there it were great. some pretty humble beginnings, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The, sure. the very yeah. first one we had, well, we went to Chicago, and the, the, that was when the Ohio season, the Ohio show was later on in the show season. Mm -hmm. So we also went to, they had the inaugural Michigan Muskie show, mm -hmm. and there was going to be a swap meet. And we are just drooling to get to this, this Michigan swap meet because we're thinking, Oh, there's going to be Wiley, Ziggy's, Kermit's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Terminators, TKO's. Everything we want is going to be at this swap meet. There's some kind of a blizzard that hit up yeah, there where they yeah. had this venue. There's two feet of snow. It yeah. was. We get to this bowling alley. It's Will Schultz and like a couple t-shirts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, and we're like, what the heck happened? There were more of us that went in our little caravan than there were at this swap. And we really felt bad, and Will was apologizing to us, and he said, you know, we can't do anything about the weather. There was zero turnoffs. I think there were like two baits. So what year was that? I want to say that was 2010 or 11. It was 10. I was going to say if this was like pre-social media, you can't really get it out there, but... So no, but he, I mean, Will really, he really worked hard to try and sure, get some yeah. people to go to this. And I feel like the social media at that time was just, it, it was a it, lot less. It was it a was lot less. Like, it wasn't put out like, say, hey guys, we're about to get pounded with snow, let's right. cancel this and reschedule. It wasn't like the nowadays, you go to dinner with six people and you're lucky if you could see their face, because usually you're yeah. looking at the top yeah. of their head. Yeah. 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 It's different yeah. now, you know? Yeah. It's <laughs> But then, uh, then we go. We start advertising ours. We've got stuff on Musky First. We've got stuff on uh, Musky Guys site, which is one that's kind of popular in in our area. Yeah, he survived the times with that page. Oh, it's absolutely, really a booming page. It is yeah. um, the Central Ohio Board. Um, the 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 ones that are other than Guys site, the other boards are kind of ghost towns. Yeah. But um, we had we had some some response. We had guys set up. Actually, that was the year Tom Dietz was moving away from Ohio oh, yeah. and going back up. So he wanted a couple tables. So he's yeah. he's got his spread. We're just in this little room. It's no bigger than uh, a large living room upstairs yeah. at this host hotel, and uh, it was mostly us. It was our group of people: Jason Bond, um, Tad. Um, Mike had a little spread. I had a little Brian spread. Mason. Brian Mason, Gip Durham, yeah. um, Rick, Rick Lundstrom, Ben Wotus. And then there were a handful of other guys. Tony Grant sent, uh, he sent a proxy. He had the, his buddy Mikey 
who uh, is from the Athens area. He had Mikey running his table. Yeah. Um, yeah. There was a real quiet guy from somewhere in southern Ohio. Um, he had some homemade bucktails. Yeah. And then Don Knight um, from the southwest or so much after. So much after. Southwest yeah. Ohio. He and a couple of his guys came up and they set up. And uh, there were maybe 15 or 20 people that first that first yeah. year, but Mike had his, he wanted, uh, his vision included a beer sale. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and he, so we had dollar beers, and we've never raised the price. We're not trying to profit yeah. On, yeah. on beer. We're trying to make it convenient for people to go to this thing. Like for dollar beer and free pizza, who wouldn't want to go? And it's a bunch yeah. of musky talk, and it's a good time, right? Yeah. I mean, it yeah. is. It's a yeah. good time. It really is. Like, so then we thought, well, we need a, we need a gimmick. Yeah. We got to get people in the <laughs> door because there were probably well there were only the we need to get people through yeah. the door. Did you have like a uh, you know the people outside of like the cell phone store spinning a sign? No, <laughs> no, we did not have any of that. The, ven- waving the, the, the original venue was not really conducive to a lot of foot traffic. No. It was upstairs. It was isolated. We had the vendor party wasn't on the premises of the hotel. I don't think at the time. It wasn't. So it was it was really hard to get a draw, mm-hmm. you know. And we felt like we got to get a way to to have more people get in the door to this thing. So I think that's let's, it right there. Dollar beer, free pizza. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> you advertise that, you get everybody there. Big party with what's a musky? Yeah. <laughs> well, there, there are some some people that are uh, you know possibly commuting back to uh, wherever they're mm-hmm. wherever they're from you know that day because some people will only come to the show for the day mm-hmm. you know and they've got yeah. to drive possibly two three hours to get home so the beer is not necessarily a draw and the pizza you know maybe not so much but. Mike decided, I'm going to make some of my baits. No, I don't really offer these to the public. He never sold a bait. Never. I mean, he made thousands of baits over the years. Never sold one. He would trade them to other people. He would trade with other shad bait makers, Mm -hmm. trade with a guy that makes jerk baits or other crank baits. Mm -hmm. And he gave a lot of them away. Away, And we would also help him make stuff, too. Mm -hmm. You know, we were basically his minions in that shop. We'd be putting screw eyes in. We'd be cutting out lips. We'd be sh- uh, routering. We would be shaping bodies, oh, sanding bodies, the, the tracing. The tracing. Absolutely. So you guys the got worst. all the crap. Oh, jobs. sanding one time. Oh, yeah. Mike was like, man, uh, one time I got there, Mike, I was like, Mike, what are we doing today? He's like, I'm watching TV. You're sanding. I was like, what? He's like, yeah, you're sanding. I was like, this is a giant bin of baits. He goes, get sanded, bub. And he's just watching TV. He's like, that's yeah, one of the fringe benefits of my position. I said to Jigs, you sand. Oh, yeah. like, nice. Yeah. Uh, but but we had we spent a lot of time over there. And a I, lot. Like that's that time was uh, it was some of the most fun we had. And you'd be there oh, three yeah. or four days, and we we really. Hammer it out. We've done as much as like eight hundred or thousand baits in four days. So wow. like you could get not to completion. Yeah, that's to different phases. Uh, oh, yeah. to the point of the rack. Some of them, a lot of yeah. them. It, it was. A t- it just gives you an idea how much time. Did he paint? Yeah. Oh he yeah. Did the painting? Yes. I didn't know how. I'd really try to butter him up for that too. I, yeah, oh yeah. wait, it just depends what time you caught him. Yes. yes. Yeah. Morning, <laughs> it's out. Yeah, morning was out morning on the out. painting. Yeah. Late night, you'd get something, but. If he was in a good mood, you were getting something yeah. really special. Or he would do something off the wall for you. Because yeah. if you would ask him, if, if any of his buddies would ask him, Mike, could you paint this? He'd be like, primer white or black? 
and that would be that would be it. it was. He would he would usually paint whatever pattern that you wanted, and the sky was the limit because he painted so many baits for himself. Yeah. He had two thousand five inchers on his boat that he made, but it was because he had. Two in mahogany, two in cedar, cedar, in each color. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he was not going to be, you know, yeah. under-equipped. No, yeah. one time I remember, a little funny, quick story. One time, <laughs> me and Gabe are sitting there doing the, we're putting in the screw eyes, right? He has the drill and he's got that bit for the screw eyes. We're putting mm -hmm. them in. Well, I noticed Mike's just kicking back, kind of relaxing, having a good old time. And me and Gabe are sitting there like, man, my knuckles are getting hot. And I look, I'm like, oh man, I melted like half the skin off. He's like, mine too. We were kind of taking turns. I'm like, hey, by the way, I got 25, you got 25. Whose are these other 900 we did? Mike leans in, he's like, oh, I just had some color ideas for the future. I'm like, what? 900 just for kicks? Like he just wanted them on hand in case he wanted them. Yeah, for our group, we had cut out and routered and shaped and screw-eyed 728. Mm -hmm. And he had an additional just fives, probably 300 yeah, that were yeah. just for him to, you know, screw around right. with and experiment with his crackle paint. Mm -hmm. And he had all kinds of, mm -hmm. all kinds of patterns that he, that he was wanting to screw around with. So that sparked the next yeah. phase of this, of the whole raffle, right? He, yes. He wanted that. He was making them. So he gets these baits. He does them himself. And then he's like, we should make a big raffle this year. Let's actually try to. So first it was, well, you, you know, the, fir the first one we actually tried to really grow it was, was it Gip that went around? Gip went around with a five-gallon pail to all of the different booths at the show. Ohio show. And yep. it was surprising what he got. You know, there was there was quite a bit of stuff. There was. But it was, uh, you know, not necessarily something that you would go to this particular, you, you go to a particular booth. It's not the bait that you would be buying. Mm -hmm. We'll right. put it that way. You know, it's like the box yeah. filler. Yep. But still, it was they were all very generous contributions. Mm -hmm. um, I think that year Mike made two sets. It was either two sets of eight or two sets of four. I can't remember. But he was in a rush to get these things done. They were five inches, and they were all different colors, and they would work anywhere. You know, yeah. it was like you could take these, these baits to St. Clair. You could take yeah. them to Ohio. You could take them to PA. It didn't matter. It was just the universal six yeah. or eight baits. Urchin, yeah. Well, they weren't set up yet. He didn't mix it. It was the first time he tried this this particular epoxy. So he, he wrapped them in a paper towel, and he basically had to oh, no. unroll them. And they were all stuck to the paper towel. <laughs> oh, no. It was hilarious. And uh, Adam, for entertainment, for sure. Andreski. And Adam Andreski won one of the sets, and I can't remember who won the other set, but I don't know. It was know. just on a paper towel. They were stuck like to candies, a paper towel. those candies that were just yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. You'd rip them off, and they'd have the paper on the yeah. back side. Oh, it was funny. Oh, it, it was made for entertainment. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like, those are the early memories I have of what it was and like Gabe said with the guys filling the bucket with what it started and then it was like us and our personal donations yeah. and then it's like you could see over the next few years it got to the point where they're emceeing he's talking Mike's talking we're doing the raffle and we're starting to take it all and we're looking around and we're seeing how many people are here and it's like man has this really grown it's and unreal it, and it went from decent stuff so guys, personal donations were like amazing, the stuff they were bringing. Uh, bait makers, all the lure manufacturers like really did something special. Like they gave great baits. They were like trying to even go one up. In oh fact, yeah, everyone was trying to one up for yeah, sure. Sometimes they were doing like custom, unique stuff. Like mm -hmm. uh, I have a, it's like, so we <laughs> saw how much it had changed and what it grew to. It was neat to watch it happen. And for me, you could sit back and look at Mike 
and uh, you really knew it was like like we're here. This is what I wanted. This is all I wanted. Awesome. It was neat to it see. Was it was our day. It was like our one day. He he looked forward to that more than fishing. It was that one day when we got to really show what uh, what he wanted to to give yeah. back. It was. And this guy was passionate about getting these these minnows. Oh, just God, for yes. the, the fishery. Yeah. And it and it hasn't it was it started out as a minnow fund, but it's gone to a lot of different areas yeah. in the ODNR. I mean, it hasn't yes. just bought minnows. I think no, that was the whole start of it. That was the start, fund, you know. Because the first couple of years we donated the money to I think the first year we might have generated between two and four hundred dollars, the yes. first one ever. Mm-hmm. Well, we donated it through a club. Well, there was no, you know, we had no way to know where it was going. Yeah, show it. No yeah there record. was no, no transparency. Yeah. So we didn't know if we were buying hot dogs for the chapter yeah. challenge, true, or yeah. if we were buying minnows. And Mike did not like that at all. Yeah. So the next year we donated it to another chapter, and it was uh, we split between his chapter and my chapter. I'm not going to single any of them out. Yeah, I'm yeah. just going to. Yeah. There was again zero transparency, but at this next club we donated it was seven hundred and some dollars. Yeah. We went to the banquet, he had a check, he handed it to him, they said nothing. Yeah. He was upset. He's like, you know, yeah. we're going to all this trouble. They yeah. said wow. nothing. He was upset. Oh yeah. So we went directly to Elmer Hayob. He's he was the lead biologist of the or he was the head of the Muskie program in Ohio. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For a while, I think he's retired now, but I think he's still an advisor, you know, at an advisor level with uh, with them. So we started donating the money directly to him, and we started getting into some more significant money yeah. because you, we had guys. Like Paul Fristerio has been donating since the beginning. Tony Spicker from the beginning. That was the the, oh, the former owner of Big Game Lures. Yeah. I mean, these guys were coming with heavy hand. I mean, Paulie had. It was custom stuff. Always something Not, custom. I shouldn't be saying custom, but <laughs> it was, these it were was these were custom. special yeah. paint jobs. They were the they were not they were yeah. one offs. They were yeah. they were not yeah. things that he was painting for production. They were one offs. Tony would come with. I mean, you would have a, a ten incher. He would have some seven, seven and, and a half, half. Uh, some twitch baits. It was ten baits that Tony was donating mm-hmm. that he could have retailed for twenty five bucks a piece. You know, yeah. and some of them a lot more than that. Mm-hmm. Um, Polly was st- stuff that Polly could have put on eBay or sold specifically to you know a, a particular customer, one-off stuff that was very very special. Donated, I don't think he's ever donated one bait. He was, no. it's always four, six, eight lures. I mean, and it's all special stuff. So it's neat yeah. to see how much people actually believed in it and they wanted the same thing. And you know, and it was a lot. They, they saw Mike's goal and what he wanted. And Mike's the last guy to ever like try to get anything from anyone. So. They knew there's the whole plan he had. What was great, and everyone was all for it, and everyone was on board. You didn't get much for rejection. There was no rejection. No, there mm-hmm. wasn't. That's one thing I'll say. There was no rejection, and even like there was a good scene there for the kids as well. Like the kids would be there, and we'd see them sitting there with their parents, and like someone would win something, and if it was like one of us or someone has a, you'd see them first thing they do. They're looking for the kid. They yeah. give the kid a bait. The yeah. kid was all excited. Yeah. The parents were excited. Yeah. It was like. The whole atmosphere was like everybody came together. If you didn't need something, very generous. Mm-hmm. Um, the whole thing, like from the vendor, to, from the bait makers to the personal, to giving it to kids you don't even know, and yeah. the whole thing. And you, and I would just sit back and watch what it had turned into. So it was like it was neat to see uh, when Mike in the in the last few years when Mike actually was doing it. Like Gabe said on the way up, where we talked about the people that would help. So there was those people that made the donations. Um, and then like we had like for us working it, it was like uh, Jason Bond, Gabe, me, Brian Mason, Tad Martinez, Chris Durham, Chris Durham, 
Ben, ben Lotus. Um, who else? All of the girlfriends and wives. Yes, like yeah. Angie Clafton was selling tickets to. Oh all, yeah, the, the one, one year, year I felt so bad for Angie. She was covered up. She handled. She dealt. With, I think that year we had uh, thirty-seven hundred dollars pass through her hands in two hours. Yeah. Wow. I mean, she That's just it. had a line out the door selling the awesome. selling the raffle tickets. And, and she the, just, Angie, do you need help? Do you need help? No. Nope. Nope, I got yeah, it. Yeah. I mean, and it was. That, is nerve, that can be nerve wracking. You know what it's like in our booth sometimes? I look at Andy, it's just like. Oh. And, and, and then break. <laughs> the, girl, the girl selling the, the beer tickets. I mean, the beer tickets at a dollar, they're busy. You know, it's like yeah. my wife, Rena Goldberg's in there, and then Brenda Wotus has been selling all Jen, Jen Martinez. Martinez. Yeah. So, like, it's uh, a Lindsay whole Bond Lindsay has Bond. a couple of times. Yes, she's helped. Right. Yes. So it's a whole package, like seeing everyone come together and what it turned into. And there's zero monetary gain for any of us involved, but we're giving back to the state, and the state really appreciates it. But the whole thing wouldn't happen if it weren't for, uh, you know, the Muskies being in the state and guys being interested in them. Yeah, yeah. So... so that lure swap you guys have been doing it since 11 or something? I would say 11. Well, 10, yeah. with 10 was the first year that we actually did yeah. it. And it was, yeah. that was the little one. It yeah. was the little one. Yeah. 12, I think, was a little bit bigger. It was in the same spot, but we had a drawing. You know, we yeah, had yeah, some yeah, stuff yeah, yeah. that we were yeah. giving away. So there was a little more foot traffic. But then once we moved to a different uh, host hotel, yeah. that was when we, we automate the vendor parties right there. Yeah. You know, these guys are there. Yeah. They're buying dollar beers because yeah, it's yeah. Cheap, it's, it's just the same price as going to the gas station. <laughs> right. yeah. And they're getting, you know, pizza. But um, I, And it turned into the Mike Money Fund. Last year, we pretty much changed it to basically and, this is Mike's event. Yep, and it's event. the same thing. And when can we... When can the guys? Uh, It'll be Saturday, be Saturday night, right? yeah. January the twenty-first. Yeah. And we want to stress that we've had some guys showing up to set up mid-afternoon. Mm-hmm. That is not what we want. We're not even ready for it. Then yeah. we we don't want people leaving the show to, to, to go to this there. thing. Yeah, we, don't. we would not have a swap meet and a raffle if it wasn't for that show. That's right. Mm-hmm. The the vendors are number 1. You know, the vendors and the promoters, they're they are the reason that we're even making it happen. If so it wasn't we really for them, there wouldn't be there a wouldn't raffle. be a, there yeah. would not be a raffle there or wouldn't. a swap. Yeah, I, I remember, you know, last couple of years when we leave the Ohio show, we're like, man, I got real dead Saturday night, you know, whatever. We go to the hotel and it's like a rock concert. Yeah, you can't move. I don't know why anyone would be in that hotel to spend the night for with other than... <laughs> it is so loud and it goes on so late. Uh, last year, I actually bought a megaphone and I don't think yeah. it did anything. <laughs> it's like, how do you tell everyone to shut up? I can't hear what number you're drawing. Yeah, because there are a hundred sub-conversations going on and then you've got guys asking about the baits and all of the stuff that's on the right. table. you got to call number six times. I'm just like... Right. Two times, throw it away. Next one could be me. It's yeah. a crazy amount of stuff. And, he, and then you guys did a great, uh, I mean, you, you guys do do a great job. Andy and I were looking. I mean, you, just, you can go around and look and see the values of the lures that people have done and stuff. Oh, around. yeah. Like, I actually, he's I was, like, yeah. I'm running numbers in my head. I'm like, there's probably this many tickets left. I could, I could drop <laughs> two grand on that roll. Yep. And I'm probably going to win 40% of this table. You could resell it. And pocket about eight hundred bucks. Oh, there was there was some stuff there. I mean, we had three guys. It, it's really not the most popular bait in our area, but there were three guys that donated those matlocks. That's a oh. hundred dollar bait. Yeah. 
you know, the, 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 the big head, thick headlock, thingy. the big yeah. 12 inch one, three guys donated those last year. John Snow donated that yeah. one off yeah. that monster bait. We Did auctioned you, it. Yeah, you auctioned that. $500. You were talking about that, weren't you? Yeah, we, yeah. we talked about just like that Rob Wasser, that big plow. That Wasser was... and J Jim Morrison and Wasser went in halves and they bought some blanks from Boyer. They bought perch bait blanks and they bought plow blanks and Wasser painted them. And, you know, he's pretty much a well-known name yeah, now in the, pretty, in the paint jobs. Yeah, but they donated that. You know, that's all donated stuff. Mm -hmm. Thorn Brothers donated a, a Daiwa Lexa 400 reel. Dan Motes Great. from Spanky donated 20-some grandma lures and a brand new one of his um, Jeff Hansen series bucktail rods. I mean, this is just, these guys are coming to us yeah, we, we, with we, this we stuff. Should, we should almost talk about it. I feel, like we, uh, I feel like we're far into what happened with the raffle now, but we almost need to step back, back, one, back. And, and say one thing, too. I think Gabe knows the numbers a little bit. He knows the numbers pretty well. Uh, when Mike was still alive, the last year that we did it, when Mike was still there, do you remember what, what we brought in? Do you remember? Uh, well, roughly? we've only done one since Mike has yeah. passed. So do you remember that? Before that, we were over $3,000, and that wasn't with the additional raffles. You've got to take into consideration last year, the rod and the reel got turned back by one of our buddies yeah. from Michigan. He won it on a ticket. But he's a he kind of does some part time guiding. It wasn't what he you know it wasn't his cup of tea. Yeah. He just turned it right back. You know that's a hundred and fifty dollar rod and a two hundred and fifty dollar yeah. reel turned it right back. So we auctioned it on the spot by the grace of you know whatever. There was a an auctioneer in the house that was yeah. not planned. That's right. <laughs> that retired auctioneer the was megaphone. there. I remember that. Yeah. So yeah, like, it was hard to understand. But. <laughs> and and what happened was so after Mike had passed away. Okay. Um, then, even on a way greater level, we really saw it was like time for everyone to pull in. Yeah. Let's really see what we can do here. Let's really try to knock it out of the park. Kind of like as, a, as our way of like doing something, saluting to him. Mm -hmm. Let's do something for you. You did all this. We're going to see what we can pull together collectively, everyone, you know, and see what we can do. And that was when, like, uh, right before we came up for this new show and last year when we did the big raffle, Bond, Jason Bond had a big part of this. Jason wanted to do, he was like, he came up with that whole, it was the guide board. The guide raffle. So that's the thing I didn't want to forget about. We, so, mm -hmm. so Jason comes up with this guide raffle. He was sending me a whole page Jason had made up for the Minnow Fund. He had a big thing. He printed out an email and sent it to us like for us to check it out and all of what he wanted to do. And he had a big thing in there about life, like Mike's motto, like life was all about the stories. Yeah. And he wanted to raise money for the Minnow Fund so people could take their kids in the future and have them have stories. So it all tied together. So Bond had a nice opening like header for this little for this write-up he did on the whole minnow fund and then after that it came into the let's do something else to make money and let's have the local guys professional guides a combination of local anglers and them see what they'd be willing to donate to also generate money for the minnow fund and what happened was it was really successful like uh, everyone came together and donated trips, and I mean, I don't know the whole list in front of me, but um, there were quite a few guys the, on that list. I mean, pros too: Catfish, Matt Catfish, Firestein, yes, Pat Briere, yeah. who guides out Mike on the St. Lawrence, Mike Holbert. Yeah, um, I, I don't remember them all. I don't. Oh, I could. I wish I could. There were there were probably twenty five. Yes, and guys there was a lot of personal list. guides too. Yeah, and some guys it was a lot of work for them actually take on like try to make it work for a weekend, and you're trying to do like all come like do the whole thing for them so they don't have to do anything except bring themselves. And uh, 
it was challenging, but it all worked out. And I think the end result is from the year Mike had passed, like he said, we had guys, um, Dan Lunge Lumber, Dan, Drove, this is a great story. Drove two and a half hours. Okay? We did. This was unannounced. Unannounced. Drove two and a half hours. Drives to the show, to the Ohio show. Walks in, pays, pays his admission, admission. Walks up with a bag of eight lunge lumber. He handed lumber. me a bag of eight lunge lumber prowlers. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if he was in production at all last year, but this guy drove from Mentor, which is Blystones area. Mm-hmm. He lives five oh, minutes well. from Blystones. Yeah. He drove down to Columbus. Paid the admission, walked in the door, handed me a bag of eight lunge lumber, finished prowlers. I mean, these are done, ready to hit the water. And he's like, all right, I got to get going. And I said, yeah, you got a lot of show to see. He said, no, I got to go home. He paid to get in the show to hand me eight prowlers and drove two and a half hours back north to Menor. I mean, that is special. That's when we really saw, and that's when Snow brought that big bait. There was all kinds of custom baits. Dale Wiley, that year, pulls me aside. He he gave us a few baits also for the donations, you know, for the raffle. And Dale says, next year, I want to do something. I love this cause. I love the meaning behind it. I love everything about it. He's like, I'm in for next year. In fact, so he's got a little something that I just talked to him. He's got something a little special coming for this year. We're going to like a separate raffle on. So he saw that the whole the whole thing, the way it went down, was like, next year, I want to be even a bigger part of this. I want to do something for it. So. It's hard. There's so much work goes into that. You know, I give you guys a lot of credit. I mean, I've been along with these clubs for years. Everybody knows. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's hard to feel president of a club. Sometimes you get, I don't even think Three Rivers has a president right now, you know. <laughs> and it's hard to get everybody on the same page. It's hard to work with the, uh, it's hard to get in with the local fisheries sometimes. You know, we struggle with that. Yeah. People raise money. We want the money. Well, they don't know what to do with a few thousand dollars. It's all red tape, you know what I mean, until you get somebody, like you said, his name was Elmer, that you can work with. We did the same with, oh, I just lost his name, uh, Pennsylvania. Uh, Larry. 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 Oh, Larry Hines. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, we did the same thing with Larry. Once once, once we got in touch, once once we found Larry, now we had someone to work with, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Because before you can make the calls, like, yeah, whatever, you know? Yeah. It, 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 it's that way in New York. You know, people have done a lot of stuff trying to work with the hatchery there, and it's like, Man, there's so much red tape. That money has to go to Albany. Mm-hmm. Well, then you lose a lot. Well, so yeah. if it goes to Albany, it's, it's, it's stock and trout in the, that's right. you know, in the Adirondacks. That's yeah, not what we exactly. want. It's hard. There's a lot of work goes into it, and you guys have done it. Elmer has kind of fast-tracked that with the OD yeah. and our Minnow Fund. That's why we've named, That's why it was kind of that was the yeah. original name because it's a general fund. Mm-hmm. That, I guess the end result of last year, what the culmination up, of all that. What did we end up making? Just from the raffle table itself. $5,260 in about two and a half hours, roughly. Yeah. But overall, with, the with contributions um, in lieu of flowers, people sent a contribution to the Mike Money Minnow Fund. Yeah. That was set up prior, you know, away prior and, to the and show. Jason, J- and Jason Bond, Jason Jason Bond again, he, he spearheaded he, that. Yes, he did. Yeah. He took a lot of the initiative to do that, the guy thing, this GoFundMe. Yeah. Bond had took the time and did that stuff, and then we could all do our part to try to get people to... You know, yeah. make contributions, but Jason was a lot of that taking the chart and doing that. Yeah, he did. He yeah. Did. The to- the total um, the total donation last year to the ODNR Minnow Fund I think was around thir- thirteen thousand and change, or fourteen or fourteen thousand and change. Wow. Yeah. So you did fourfold over the year before. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. But a lot of it was influenced by the turn of events. Yeah. You know that it was. That's what I mean about seeing everyone pull together in a situation that's an unfortunate 
sad situation seeing everyone pull together and really make it something and of course since then now we're going to try to just carry it on and keep doing what he would have wanted to do and he'd love to see what it's turned into oh, yeah. um so everyone's doing their part and trying to make it a big event and it really is a nice function and i hope like this year a lot of people come to it because it's a great event and this year like saturday it would be what time would they set up what we want like, we don't want people in there before till, the show is over, over the yeah. actual ohio muskie show we don't want people in there before and it's no six fifteen. Yeah, it's no rush to get set up. Just come yeah. in. No, you know, because we've had vultures in there at three o'clock. Well, yeah, they're you know yeah. they're they're in there at three o'clock. We don't even have the tables set up. Yeah, we don't have anything going on, and they're like and they don't even have any baits to bring in. Right. they're just waiting for they're like you know like like stuff. sharks yeah. for the first guy to open up his tackle box on the <laughs> to, table. To, to poach the good thing. exactly. And, you know, we go dump our stuff off in the room. Like, well, let's go down and look. And like these tables are picked. There's nothing that. Would interest me right. anymore because yeah. there's some guys that are just looking for a hot deal. That's right. Oh, yeah. That's right. I'm looking for. Oh, this is kind of cool. I, I think the overall, like whether whether you knew him or not, um, whether you knew Mike or not, the whole function to be able to come out to the Ohio show and like see all the vendors and all the stuff, it really has turned into a great show. Like Tony and Greg have done a ridiculous job of building that show yeah. up. I find absolutely. Um, I think like all the vendors and there's so much lure mixture. It's like now I don't need to go out to Chicago anymore, which I used to want to do. It's mm -hmm. right here, the Muskie Max, the Ohio show. That's where I'm going this year. I'm not going yeah. far. And uh, it's really nice to see. And then to, on top of that, come out, you know, kind of support the function for the minnow fun. It's a great thing. It's a great time, and it's a great night. Saturday, everybody likes it. So hopefully a lot of people show up. Yeah, it's it. definitely brought a lot of people together that it you has. normally wouldn't meet. Like we've gotten, I, I haven't really fished with them, but people that you can count on, the guys from that Soma chapter, like I've gotten to know Don Knight and Rob Fraber. They've been contributors since the beginning of this they thing. Have. And it's not, it's never been low-end stuff i mean these guys are very very generous yes and you we normally would have no contact with them they're caesar creek guys or else oh, yeah, they might yeah. go up to st Clair, you know mm -hmm. in the in the summertime but we would not cross paths no if it weren't for that show yeah. i remember last year paul shepherd walked over buys a headlock um, yeah it was walks lock. over and buys a matlock walks right up to the booth and goes it wasn't like he had her to use it, he yeah, bought yeah. it, put the hooks on, rocks right, over, puts on the boot. Ron Fisher did the exact same thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's hmm. great. How we? We're, we're an hour and twenty-one in. Is there anything? We'll start talking. We're, we're going to keep these guys here. <laughs> we're going to keep these guys here for another one. But is there anything else in Ohio you guys yeah, want to hit? Because I'm posting this up. January twenty-first. Six yeah. no earlier than six fifteen p.m. Yeah, at the host hotel. At the host hotel, which is a it's a Hampton. Hampton. I'm pretty Hampton. sure it's a yeah, Hampton right and one main exit there on the highway. Yeah. I have whatever. I think it's Cemetery Road, Road off two seventy. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it's a it, it's a nice thing. There's some neat things to uh, uh, to win. Oh there's yeah, there's raffles or some great raffles. There's dollar adult beverages, but it's a contribution. We're not accepting money for them. It's with a dollar donation to the Minnow Fund. You get a beverage of your choice, free pizza. I think I bought forty pizzas last year. On a side note, I don't. I'm not sure if the pizza is better because it's free or whatever, but it's good. I've, I've watched people grab a whole pizza and walk off to the room. It's like now that's pushing it. That's pushing. I would feel guilty doing that. Yes. Yeah. Bye. But so, uh, no, it really is great. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of end this conversation with a question. If you had a somewhat close friend's wedding the same night as the uh, the, the minnow fun party, 
Would you skip it or leave town to go to it? Am I in the wedding? Vance, are you in the wedding? <laughs> no, I'm sitting here. I'm conflicted. <laughs> oh, you're not in the wedding? No. Oh, you're gold. No, yeah, you're good. I made him a really nice piece for his for his wedding cake, a giant slab of, of wood. Well, you already did your thing then. You yeah. Know? Sometimes you could be there in spirit. You he is going to be body. socializing with so many people at this wedding. That, uh, you know, it, it's true. You could take him out on the water and have your own little reception. It's true. I think you're doing the right thing. By, I know. By going to the, show. Going to the show. You've got to have a presence. You're a guy now. I'm actually going the other way. Vince, you got to stick with your friends. You know what I can do? I can get behind you if you're on the fence about the show, and I'll be like, power up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love the power rank. I love it. I was, in, I was in the wedding years oh, ago, yeah. and, 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 uh, a good friend of mine, and when Dale and I were doing that PMTT, and we we qualified, you know, we we caught some fish, and was like, I, I had to say, you know, Ron, uh, you know, I'm that asking out, I I'm, I cannot be in the wedding because I'm going to be fishing be in Minnesota that weekend at the PMTT championship. What do you want me to do? I yeah. gotta go. You have right? to go. Right. Just hang up real yeah. quick. Yeah, and he's like, all right. <laughs> Sometimes people don't understand when, when it's fishing. Sometimes they don't understand something has to do with it or functions. It's kind of like it's a big deal. You people that go. don't musky fish do not yeah, they don't understand. They have no clue. They don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Ron did understand because he was he had used to go to Canada with me. But yeah, sometimes you just you just got. He, he, he said he, I he had might. a feeling that was going to happen because I told him early on. You know, we might qualify. I don't know. It was the first year they did it. You know, we didn't know what the PMTT was going to be. It was ninety nine. He's like, yeah, I kind of had a feeling you weren't going to be here. I knew you guys would be going to this thing. <laughs> I took, I took, him, I took this, my friend out fishing last year. He had his greatest day fishing ever. Here you go, you're ready. And Tom, if you're listening, I'm not coming, buddy. You <laughs> <laughs> just see him. I knew this the whole time because I, I found out like a week ago, and I'm like. So you're coming to Columbus, then you're leaving after like midday Saturday. Are you coming back on Sunday, like a really slow day? Man, that's a lot of driving. And I see him over there, you guys are talking, up. he's just like, man, is he eating at me? Yeah, you, you read my mind. I was like, dang it, this is going to be a really nice event Saturday night. It's, it's, oh, it's something special. It really is. I get it. I'm excited about it right now. There's going to be a lot of really special stuff there this year. Like, like last year, there was enough people there. It was like a skosh over 100 degrees in there. It, it, it yeah, was I'm weird. shocked that the hotel actually allows It's it to got to be a fire hazard. <laughs> yeah. Well, that there's is, It's like the Great White Show where everybody burned up. If yes. that place caught on fire, <laughs> it's... Yeah. You'd be running down the halls. Yeah, like Mitch Hedberg said, if you're... If you're flammable and have legs, you can't block a fire exit. <laughs> okay, we're going to end this one here. We want to thank Washad, uh, Washad.net. Go to Ravenna, Ohio. Ravenna. Ravenna. <laughs> Ravenna, Ohio, Mark's Big Tackle Ammo, uh, Fatty's Musky Products, St. Croix Rods, Muddy Creek Fishing Guides, and go out to Ohio, go to the Swap Meet Minnow Fund, you guys can hear it. It's going to be a good time. So uh, thanks for listening.